You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, everybody? It's Al Mega. Yes, a capitalist Al Mega. I need to he- let my head breathe today, but let me tell you. Welcome to the new Comic Crusaders podcast. And yes, today, yo, I've been on an indie streak the last couple of weeks, right? Doesn't change. Today, we're talking to another awesome indie press. It is called Livid Comics. You heard me right. Livid Comics. And let me introduce first the one and only writer. On, on this organization, Mr. John Durgan and co-owner. Wepa, what's popping, kiddo? <laughs> How's it going? Thanks for having us on. No, no problem. And let me add one of your teammates over here, you know, the bogey-smoking homie himself, <laughs> the one and only Joe Van Patton. What's up? What's up, bro? What's up, brother? Thank you so much for doing this tonight. We're excited to be on with you, so appreciate nah, your time. Man, I'm happy to talk indie comics all day and all day. You know, let's get real here, man. This is comic crew. We were made for you guys. So, yo, for real, let's get into it. The story of Livid Comics. You know, where does Livid Comics hail from? What are we talking about here? What What is it all? And, John, go ahead. I'll allow you to start, and then we go to Joel. Yeah, so Livid Comics, uh, we... We started it um, less than a year ago, probably about nine months ago. We we started on this journey to create a, a single comic book initially. Um, Joel and I worked together in our day jobs up here in New Hampshire, um, and we just happened to sit next to each other in the office. Joel's art was hanging up around the office. We used to talk about art. Um, he knew I wanted to write. And then when COVID hit, um, we started talking about potentially doing a comic together. And, and here we are. Um, Nine, ten months later, and, and we got a company now. So, wow, good for you! And check it out, Rogerio Rios. Like, stay livid, Wepa. There we go. <laughs> That's our boy, yeah. Rogerio. What's up, my brother? Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Tuning in and showing the love and support. What about Joe? You, what, what, what does livid mean to you? Yeah, so like John was saying, man. So early on, my background, I was a fine artist doing oil painting and illustration, that kind of thing. And then the fine art world got a little bit slow with the COVID thing. So for 10 years, I've been doing oil painting and that kind of stuff. But the galleries, like the openings got really slowed down. So I said, you know, why don't I go back to my roots as an illustrator and go back into comics? So I said, you know, I remember John, we were just talking, you know, back and forth, texting each other, different paintings and drawings and things. I said, hey, listen, John, I don't want to uh, write the book, but I'll draw a book for you. What do you got? And he said, well, remember that story that we were talking about back at the office <laughs> when we were there? I said, yeah, well, let's go with that. So... So I kind of put the uh, fine art on hold, and here we are doing Livid Comics. So, you know, it's been uh, been an awesome run so far. Over the past nine months, been a whirlwind, but it's been awesome every moment. So um, I'm curious here. So you guys work together, and this is how this kind of got put together. But how did that conversation come up and that you guys kind of figured out that you were of a like mind? Uh, yeah. It was, uh, I used to be reading a lot of horror novels on my lunch breaks and stuff, sitting next to Joel. And I, I dabbled in drawing too. Um, so we used to talk about art all the time. And at that time in the office, before we were working from home, I had no idea he had any interest in doing comic stuff or, or you know, sequential art. So it was when we were working from home, uh, you know, he, he knew I wanted to write books and, um, 
he just messaged me and, and that's, it was a text message said what he just mentioned, right? Like any ideas for any comics. And, and I actually started writing Yule, which is our first comic book. I started writing it as a novel um, before he and I talked. And that's the story I, I presented to him. Like, I think this would actually be better as a comic book. So okay. <laughs> this is great. Let's do this. Um, and we've changed so much of the story since then, but, but that's where it all started. Oh, excellent. Check that out, man. So how's the journey been for you guys as an independent label and basically kind of very fresh on the scene? How's the journey been with you? Has it treated you guys well? Yeah, yeah. I think, it's, right. I think it's pretty awesome. So like in my past, I was in an indie rock, you know, hard rock uh, punk band. And I find a lot Say of similarities. There you <laughs> you go. a rocker, there you go. Yeah. kiddo. Oh, you I can tell by the hair, man. I still got it, right? So I was a drummer <laughs> in a metal band, right? Did all that stuff. Um, but I'm finding the same exact similarities are happening in like the indie world, like they were happening in, in the comic world, like they were happening in the music world back then. There was a lot of networking. You know, hey, man, check out this new title or check out this band. Like, it's the same thing. And here I am, like, you know, 20, 25 years removed, dating myself from that scene, finding the same similarities again. So it's really cool to go back in. And, and have that same type of camaraderie and everything. And it's awesome that it's still going, you know, and it's a little bit better now, even with the internet and everything else like that. So it's been a, been a real trip with that. And it's been great. I mean, not just the internet, but like I've spoken on a previous podcast, the acceptance of us geeks into the culture. <laughs> Cause I come from an era where, you know, I had to hide the fact that I had, I was reading comic books. You know what I mean? And now it's like, yo, if you're not reading a comic book, you're the one that's weird. <laughs> right. Yeah, I I played yeah I played sports growing up and I was hardcore geek too right so same thing it was like you almost had to like if if you went into my bedroom as a kid like I had a treasure chest full of comic books uh, you know but playing sports I, I never really talked to a lot of my friends about that stuff until probably high school when we started making like horror movies and stuff but wait you made horror movies too. Get terrible, out of here, ter- terrible, terrible movies. Hey, uh, but the fact that you took action and tried is, you know, again, yeah. I'm I'm always amazed by that. Some people <laughs> I at least try. I, I've I've always been a horror fan, but I've never tried. You know, what I mean, it'll probably yeah. be too violent, and then I'll get banned anyway. So it's really matter. <laughs> yeah, amazing, amazing. So actually, I have a little PowerPoint presentation just to kind of share what you guys are up to in the livid universe let me pop this bad boy on screen and allowed me that i had to put out your color in the background because it was like all right how to do it <laughs> so let's get into it boom let's start talking about this what's this yeah. introduce <laughs> this is uh joel's uh drew Struzan inspired uh poster this was our trade card for our, our kickstarter event but this okay. basically shows all of the characters from the yule universe most of these characters aren't even in book one but um yeah i'll let joel talk about it but I, when he sent this to me i was like yes this is this is awesome oh shit the vampire yes. verse let's do it kiddo what is this <laughs> There you go. Yeah, yeah. So like Johnny said, it was like a Drew Struzan inspired, right? You know, he did, uh, guys that don't know, he did like the Goonies, uh, Indiana Jones, Star Wars posters. So this is kind of my attempt to emulate him. Uh, good good luck because he's his own uh, creature that's on another <laughs> plateau. All right. Um, yeah, but we got all the characters from book two. Uh, this was set up uh, basically like a trade card for us that we wanted to give out limited edition um, the sacred geometry that you see on the cube, we call the cube the Kasi. That's in the lower uh, right-hand corner. The sacred geometry right actually is going to play an important role um, in the story, kind of some different powers that this box has. Um, you know, it can travel through time in different dimensions, but different things may have different abilities. 
um, and things as we go along. So, um, yeah, that's it there. And then the other characters have been having fun kind of creating these guys. And we've really expanded out John and I just talking that we might eventually see some backstory spinoffs for some of these other characters too, because they have such a, we already have it all fleshed out of, you know, why are they doing this? Where do they come from? What, what motivates them? And that's, we've already gone that far already and we're not even done with this book yet. So it's pretty exciting. Great. And you can see one of our viewers kissing me comics salute was like, yo, beautiful colors. And you've got ASAP comics, another amazing publisher, a friend of ours is like, that's amazing. I love liver comics. Great guys right there. You know, Paul Hayden salute. (laughs) Paul's great. Yeah, pause the man, yo. He's doing great things for this Praxia Foundation. Make sure to check that out on ASAP Comics UK, folks. There's some real stuff going on there. Oh, look at this cover. Gorgeous. This was a... Well, Joel wanted to do a horizontal cover. Um, this ended up being a, a variant that was exclusive to, to Kickstarter as well. Um, nice. When we hit a certain stretch goal, basically anyone that spent $25 or more got this cover. Just thrown in um, as a second issue, basically. So um, we we tried to hide the creatures for as long as we could. And then we had a, a movie trailer, a trailer that we had made um, by a, a guy out in Hollywood, um, Scotty. And um, so then the monsters, cat was out of the bag. People saw what they look like. So uh, Joel went for it and drew him on the cover. This is a lot of people's favorite cover, actually. And uh, I mean, this is sick, man. It's just this. I love the tagline. What if the most wonderful time of the year lasted an eternity? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you know yeah, what? I don't make enough money for this time to last. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Could you imagine the present every day? I'll be broke in no time, son. <laughs> Yeah, that that I'd be murdered t- within a week probably. <laughs> that tagline actually uh, ties into the the plot. You know, there's there's time travel, uh, suspending oh. time. This this Kasi cube can can do all that. So um, oh. so it's it's a very important device, and as you can see, not all nice people want it. You know, um, apparently it, not. I mean, I mean, look yeah. at this guy, man. Who is this? This 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 is a Mets pitcher, no doubt, because they can't find the strike zone. <laughs> Is that DeGrom uh, throwing the ball? <laughs> oh, no. Hey, I love DeGrom. Uh, what is this, though? This is a great-looking image, though, and freaky at the same time. What's popping here? This is our, our newest title. Um, issue one is going to be out probably next month. Um, it's called Dead Ball. It's about a baseball player in the 1900s during the Dead Ball era, um, hence the yeah. name. Um, and he gets his career cut short by a gruesome injury. Um, he's depressed, he's drunk. He, he, (laughs) he ends up running into, um, this, uh, um, magician at a carnival who has these, um, supernatural abilities who offers to heal him for, um, a return favor in the future. And he's desperate. He agrees to it. He has no idea what that return favor is. And years later, uh, they come for that return favor. And did he not read Spawn? Do you not know what happens? (laughs) Yeah, deal with the devil sort of situation, right? So exactly, it's it's, uh, too good to be true. It's probably too good to be true. And uh, he's going to find out the hard way. But it's it's a horror thriller revenge story. So, uh, but issue one will be out um, sometime next month. And we have Ruggiero, the guy that commented at the beginning of the show he's the one drawing it and it's incredible yeah his artwork he didn't do this cover this was brian silverbacks but um his sequential art is is awesome i mean this is a great looking cover nonetheless and freaky as a baseball oh shit look at that (laughs) yeah yeah 
So when you think of the carnival, right, you think of carnies and these creepy people. So um, I researched a lot of carnies from the early 1900s and and basically I, well, I tried to take some of the, the creepiest looking ones and try to find a, a story for them. But the, if you've seen, they have like the dog man or the wolf man from the early yeah. 1900s who's just covered in hair. Um, but that guy looks like a teddy bear in real life. Uh, I, I told Rogerio, I was like, make this guy look like he's like in a werewolf transformation. Like he's yeah, this is covered horrible. in hair. Yeah, you're I mean... giving me a crotch shot with that <laughs> smile on his face. I'm like, yo, I don't trust you already, yo. What's going on here? What are you trying to tell me? Here? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess there should be some context behind why we're looking at this. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking down at a family hiding in a cellar. So that's okay. this is a uh, this is a splash page in the book. So sound like yo, is this, how short is this guy or, or gal that's looking up at him like this? My God, <laughs> I mean, but it is creepy. I mean, just the detail and the face. That smile is creepy as hell. Son. Yeah. yeah great job awesome. great job and again i'm a big fan of the black and white so a great usage of the lines and the blacks and whites here yo for real that well yeah, honestly gonna... i mean we we were gonna we're still gonna do a color version um uh, joel's gonna no, color it but why? we're gonna do both we're gonna do both because we <laughs> fell in love with the black and white that rogerio was giving us gorgeous. we're like we have to yeah. do a black and white edition so this is the yeah. beautiful poster and freaky at that hello there Oh God. <laughs> it's got like a Frank Miller art noir feel to it, you know. And, yes. uh, this is this is uh, Rogerio's second book ever. So I mean, to think about that, what the second se- yeah. right? Second sequential. Yo, Kevin, why aren't you on with us, man? Shit, right, right. Look at <laughs> this. This looks gorgeous, brother. Yo, felicidade. Yo, good stuff, kiddo. For real, yeah. wow, this looks amazing. I mean, I, I just love the scenery here, the motion, the paneling, the the emotion. He catches everything really well, man. Wow. He, he just he's just he's crushing it. Yeah. We're we're super excited about the book and And thank you for doing black and white cuz I know us at uh, International Comic Crusaders the big fans of the black and white from back in the day. So so to see that creators nowadays are embracing this again, wonderful. Love it. Nice. Oh, look at that, yo. Yeah, we didn't want to give too much away, but uh, some of the early pages. Uh, I mean, the book starts off with a bang. It, it's, it, you know, obviously I'm telling a little bit about the overall story here on the show, but anyone that's picking up the book to read it for the first time is going to be like, what the hell is going on right now? Because it just starts off so intense. Um, yeah, there you go, Rogerio. Yeah. <laughs> and there goes the one about the baseball player, I presume, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, those pages were part of the baseball book oh, really? they, they take place in the future um so the book uh-huh. starts off in the future um with them basically coming f- for the return favor and and then it flashes back to some baseball scenes and, and you find out why they're there so does he purposely look like Joel Maggio? what's going on here <laughs> his the baseball player's name is ted miller i named him after ted williams because we're up wow. here in new england so we're, oh, we're red sox guys oh i'm sorry <laughs> And what's, what's uh, awesome about that, too, is Rogerio is uh, not – he's in Brazil, so he doesn't have exposure to baseball. So he's drawing this, you know, just – and he oh, doesn't have any you guys baseball are background. Teaching him, you guys are teaching him the wrong way. Hey, Rogerio, be a Yankee fan. That's the real team. Let me not start that war here with these wonderful guests. But I bleed blue. I'm a Yankee fan. I'm a Giant fan. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah. It is what it I, is. I mean, I hope you'll have us on in the yeah. Well, I was gonna say, I hope you'll have us on in the future because I'm a Cowboys fan too. So oh, I, literally, I, every team you probably hate. So oh yeah, listen, I have a Cowboys fan on that Comic Crusaders, and he's still with us. So that that okay. should tell you that I'm a fair person, even though I may not respect you during that season. 
<laughs> I can't stand the Cowboys. Just want to say that. Damn it, you mentioned them. You got me emotional now. All right. So what what's popping right here with the future now? I mean, actually, not even the future, but the current. So we got this. You know, where can we find, like, the Living Comics stuff? Are you guys distributing? Are you looking for distributorship? I mean, are you in stores? How's that looking? Yeah, you, yeah, so can, yeah, yeah, you can I take can talk to that if you want. Yeah, yeah. so um, right now we have Yule One is out. It's done. It's printed. So you can get the standard edition on our website right now, lividcomics.com. We have that. We have a digital version too. If you guys want to download, that's you know obviously less money. Um, in two weeks, on the 18th and 19th of September, we have Granite State Comic Con coming up in Manchester, New Hampshire. So we'll be oh, there. Nice. Um, we're, we were hoping to have a Dead Ball issue zero, maybe as like an ash can or a mini. Um, and that may be available. We're trying to get that through the printer right now. So that's coming up. Uh, Yule 2 is two pages away from being fully penciled. So mm. that's coming up as well. Um, going into stores, uh, the plan that I wanted to do, or I think John agrees with this too, is maybe have two, three, four issues done in the in the canon and then start to bring out issue one into the store. So that way the, the clients, the customers coming in don't have to wait you know, seven months for issue two to come out. I can just go boom, 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 boom each month and get it out. So it's going to be this particular story is a five, uh, probably five or six uh, issue story arc. So we wanted to make sure that we can get them out timely. So I'm working three to four months ahead, which is great. Oh, wow. That seems to be the right time frame. Yeah, just so it comes out all together. Then when it's all done, um, it's probably going to be out in a full graphic novel or trade paperback. You can get all six uh, bound up into one package. So that's coming up too. Um, we got a couple other things in the canon. I don't know if we're uh, at liberty to discuss, but we got some like uh, non. We can talk loose. We can, I mean, loosely. we can talk loosely. Um, yeah, you yeah, could talk people. loose. Come on, get I'll, loose. I'll talk, get I'll loose. Talk loose. <laughs> I'll talk loose. <laughs> so, we can, uh, we've been connecting with a lot of like horror authors and stuff, and they've been approached okay. by some people that want to do some film work. Um, and so Beautiful. we might be talking with them about doing some sequential versions of their horror novels. So that's what's oh, that's also right. Oh, man, that's awesome, guys. This is what I want to hear. A, a young up and coming indie company already making moves on the scale. I mean, that's wonderful. So what is it that you want to see in the future for Livid? I think, I mean, we... Well, first of all, with our own stuff, I mean, again, this all started with us just doing a book. And then I give Joel credit. He he thought bigger initially. I was just thinking I'm writing, writing, writing. And then, you know, we came up with the idea to just let's do our own company and, and go bigger than that. Right. So um, we want to work with other indie creators. Um, that's one of the biggest things is networking is so huge. And we we want to, for example, on our con table, um, we're going to have three or four other indie creator comics on our con table that we've talk to those indie creators to get their books on our table just to really get them up here in new england so um we want some of those creators you know to to come to us um potentially publish their books for them or work with us on new titles um we personally i i always wanted to write novels uh so my dream is to eventually publish some um some novels or novellas through Livid as well. Uh, ah, so novelas, bro. Oh, Don't tell me yeah. you got some Latino when you're talking about those novelas. Maria, <laughs> I've been with another woman all these years. No, Mario, no. You know, type shit. I, I, I can see it already, bro. John Durgan, novelas on Univision. Let's get it no. done, bro. I can't roll my R's. I'd be screwed. So oh, You got me, bro. I hope you, man. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Come on, bro. It's that simple, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I um, love it. Um, 
All right. So what about you, Joe, man? What do you see for the future? I mean, what, what's your vision, too, uh, uh, for, for Livid? Yeah, we'd like to scale things out. I always think big. Um, I would like to bring in some of the best artists that are out there. So if you're really good, like we'll kind of find you kind of thing and give them an opportunity to get out there. And one of the things that we're fortunate enough to be in a position is we can help people get over that next step. It may be something mm. like they have a fantastic story, great art, but they don't have enough money for printing costs. Well, we want to talk to you, right? We want to see what okay. you have. Maybe we can help you, right? Uh, maybe you are a writer and you don't have an artist. We can put your two together and make that happen. So a lot of that type of stuff and working to scale there. So we focus, you know, horror, thriller, sci-fi, um, What's the other one? Suspense, right? So we, we do all yeah. that stuff. Kind of, kind of like the old EC Comics. Uh, I'm a big fan of Golden Age uh, EC Comics guys. I got the Bill Gaines uh, look. I'm going to look like him when I'm old. <laughs> right? Eventually. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what we're doing. Um, you know, another thing with like um, local comic shops. So we, we got – this is really good news. We got a new one opening out here in the country. Um, and we want to be able to go to those guys and say, hey, listen, man – Here's 10 books that we really like from people that we network with. We've already bought them from these uh, other writers and bring them to the LCS. They don't have to do anything. Just say, hey, Livid knows they've, they've filtered this stuff. They know what's good. They know what's out there. We can trust what they're bringing to the counters here, and they're going to sell. So that's what we want to do, too, uh, is bring everybody into New England. So and kind, besides kind of being – so just Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So besides this being a label for yourself, but you also want to help in the distribution of other folks' projects. Absolutely. That's a beautiful, beautiful – Absolutely. Dude, see, folks, that's the spirit of indie that you will never find in the big two. You see that? That's support for their own, not even being associated with a label. How beautiful of a thing is that? Okay, so let listen, I know I have a lot of creators that listen. If they wanted to contact you to to show you and showcase their wares, where can they contact you? Joel's got these things knocked down here, so he he's right. memorized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you can uh, just you could you could find myself or John on Facebook. We're pretty pretty yeah. exposed, or at least I am. I don't know. Um, you could uh, email us too at info at lividcomics.com. Yeah, there's our link tree, so you can get all that stuff: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, just post up a stuff or private message us. We're pretty responsive. Um, I do most of the Instagram and Facebook. John's doing Twitter because we just can't be all things at all places all the time, right? So <laughs> hey. one John, get a more on Twitter if you want uh, me uh, more Instagram, Facebook. One of us will give you some. Got so what's the future of Livid Comics looking like right now? I mean, what's what's on the pipeline that we haven't mentioned yet? Well, we we've dropped a couple things that we haven't told anyone else yet about you know working with uh, potentially uh, converting some horror novels uh, to sequential art. Um, we have a few other things in the works that we can't talk about. Um, Do you stay, okay? So can I ask does it stay in the horror narrative, or would you oh, yeah. be splitting into other genres? No, horror? for now, I think. I mean, at least that feel to it right like like joel said it could be thriller it could be sci-fi but it has to have that horror feel to it you know not just uh straight up sci-fi um but um you know we yeah, rise of the independence i love it yeah <laughs> so we also we have a podcast too that, that we started um a couple months ago we're 14 nice. episodes in now and hey and how's that journey been for you Awesome. Awesome. We, it's a trip. It, it's crazy. It was an accident. It, it was an accident. We we did a what live. Do you mean, wait a minute. What do you mean an accident? <laughs> we did a live <laughs> Q&A. <laughs> we did a live Facebook Q&A to promote Yule 1 during our Kickstarter. It okay. got, a, it got a couple hundred people that watched um, because our Facebook group's built up pretty nice so far. Um, awesome. And then we did it again the week later. And then 
we had people reaching out to us saying, hey, can I come on and talk about my stuff? And, and Joel and I were like, screw it, let's do a podcast. So yeah. instead of Facebook Live, we, we've got StreamYard. And then, you know, here we are. I mean, we, we've gotten some big names. I mean, we we ultimately kind of along the lines of what you said, right, is like we want to have some of the bigger names on from the mainstream side of things to mainly put eyes on the indie people as well. Yes. You know, when we have indie people on, it's going to feel like a big deal that, hey, I got on a show where they interviewed, you know, XYZ from, from Marvel or from Image. Uh, yeah. So um, I get that, I mean, you're right now on a podcast where I've spoken to Tommy Farland, Tyler Maine, mm-hmm. Robert Rodriguez, Patrick Osborne. I mean, I've talked, I've spoken to some heavy hitters, kiddo. I'm yeah. like, and I'm so proud of that. And then I'm able to leverage that and bring on amazing independence. Like, yo, you know, where about everybody, whether you're on top or just starting out. So yeah. I, I love yeah. that you kind of do the same thing. And that, that's amazing. As a publisher, you don't hear that from a publisher where I mean, even if you're not down with us, I want to show you the love. Like, that's amazing on you guys, yo. God bless. Yeah. You know what? We'll when talk you, to different. We, we, when you give on that level, God only blesses you 10 times more. So you guys are on the right track. I appreciate it. I it. We'll talk that. to anybody, too. It doesn't have to just be comics, man. If we find you're interesting or have something going on, we have some film producers coming on. We talked to some guys who are all it. about, like, you know, fitness and, and organic yeah. farming. Like, if you're an interesting person, we want to talk to you. Like We'll We do we'll the same. We love it. Comic yeah, Status does it. the same, whether it's health, motivational, technology, blockchain, comic books, you know, movies, yeah. music. We got you, yo. Again, yep. the that's the thing about us comic nerds. We don't just love comics. <laughs> yeah. We love right. so many things that, you know, it, it's kind of crazy to talk to us if you start a conversation. Because we could go from comics to tech to movies real quick. Music, like, all right. What, what, what? And I'm pretty sure Joel could go for more of that and start talking about cigars, which I have no ideas about. <laughs> You know, you and put me on to the best cigars, cigars. Whatever you want to talk about. We could do a hey, whiskeys and cigars. So. Bro, I got you. Yeah, listen, I got to. You guys got to go on It's Drunk and Chat with my boy Lucas Fashina and open up a bottle of whiskey and chat with them there. You'll there you have go. a black. It's a speculation show, but they cover so much of pop culture that I think that you fit, especially with that cigar. I got to see that glass. I want to see you in a little chair and a robe and a fireplace <laughs> behind you now. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to get cold. I'll be inside. And that'll be happening. So it's going to get cold. Yeah. Everybody, Joe Van Pan is going to turn into like the you Hefner of comics all of a sudden during the winter. There you go. I don't know if I can handle that. Oh, yeah. shit. Poor John. <laughs> like, no, don't tell him that. It's going to be too yeah. much, bro. You're no, gas him. For real, like when you said, you know, like Joel has this random knowledge of pretty much any weird thing you can imagine. So like we, we had a horror author on our show last week, uh, Ronald Malfi, and they hit it off about um, the <laughs> music industry. Like, because uh, Ronald has his own band um, and Joel happened to play down there years ago. And they started talking about all these bands that like were on the indie scene. And I'm like, what the hell is going on right now? I don't John know. John is completely lost. Like, okay. <laughs> I, just nodding his head. Like, yeah. And sending messages. Okay, can I can can we talk something I know? <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. yeah. I brought a horror author on to talk horror books and they're sitting there chit chatting about bands and I'm like, I'm I'm lost. Uh, hey man, you know what? Some music is horror, so you know, it all depends, bro. Ho- yeah. Hopefully, hopefully his music is not horror, but wonderful. You know, hey, have you guys done Universal Horror Nights? I just did that the other day. No. No, we haven't. Oh man, a lot of fun. The Beetlejuice will blow your mind. Beetlejuice, they have a Beetlejuice walkthrough house. They have the haunting, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Haunted Hill, whatever from Netflix. 
Yeah. Um, the Texas Chainsaw, which takes you through every movie wow. in the walkthrough. Oh, wow. Which is where is cool. this? This is in Orlando, Florida, Universal. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. okay. It's so much fun. Like I'm a big horror fan, you know, and I went in a little cosplay outfit, which I never do. I was in a trench looking at me. I was the meanest looking Puerto Rican on the scene for sure. And um <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I wasn't jumping, but they had some great makeup and costumes, and the houses were fun, for sure. The only wow. thing I, I despised was the $13 hamburger. Yes, you heard me right. $13 for a half-cooked hamburger. <laughs> yeah. And Kiss <laughs> Me Comics says Kentucky whiskey is the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I yeah. my son would love going to that thing. But so you Kids would was- love it. You was inspired from my son's love for Halloween and horror, you know, because it Beautiful. it all actually named the main character after him. So he thinks it's a big deal. But um, he does your kid that you do you involve your family at all? Do either of you involve your family at all in this creative endeavor? Yeah, yeah, we both do. My, oh, that's beautiful. My, yeah, my, another one. Yeah, my my Love son it. obviously he he's looked at all the every time Joel sends me a page, he's looking at it with me on my phone. And obviously, we've read the book. He's got the poster up. He's got the livid T-shirt he wears. Like, uh, uh, but but Joel actually, um, you can tell you he his his family gets involved too. It's pretty cool. Yeah, man. So how, how many oh, yeah. members of your family involved? I got three kiddos. They're four, six, and eight. So I got two girls and a boy. And oh, um, one of the things bless. with comics too is that they're at that age where they're starting to learn how to read. So I'm I'm a big advocate for child literacy. Uh, we, I send out actually do uh, like pen pal with kids. So if they write me and give me their address, I will write them back and do little uh, singer you know illustrations for them as well. Wow. Send them off to them. I used to do that with like Eastman Laird and like Ben Edmund Edmund back in the day with a tick. When oh, I was this, a kid. let me get a broom. Let me get a broom. He's dropping crazy names right now. It's popping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I used to do that. And it was so cool when I was a kid to get that stuff back from those guys because they were my heroes when I was that age. So I do I the same you. thing, hopefully, for the kids. I'm not saying I'm a hero, but I do it for the kids, you know, just make sure. Keep, <laughs> but you keep are a hero. Right. Yeah, Yo, try, you're try doing a positive yeah. thing, man. That's amazing. You do things for kids. You, y'all both involve your kids. And it's it's kind of funny how every single independent creator out of the last three shows I've done all have their family involved in one way they or another. do the another. modeling. Yeah, the, the poses, yeah. the modeling. If I need, can't figure Aww. out an angle, get my daughter set up. I'm like, no, honey, put your arm out of here. You know, reach out a little bit. You know? so, <laughs> so she's in some of the drawings and things. Right? Who so needs photo reference when you got kids, right? That's it. Well, good thing. Just stand the right there and right? model, so, kids. That's why I birthed you. <laughs> yep. And then the girls will fight. Say, hey, what does my daughter get to do at all? And I don't get to do it. I said, well, we'll get another character. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> my sister get to I do love it. it. I love it. So, yeah. all right, guys. So, you know, we're nearing towards the end here. One of the key things always, man, I mean, you guys are fun. You guys are doing it. You guys are young, but you guys are so open and seem to be doing so much. But in this short journey you've had, you know, what are the kind of the, the lessons you've learned and advice you could give to people that may want to follow in those very same footsteps? The first thing I would say is network, network, network. Um, we, we It's... You know, we've, you know, there's obviously some bad seeds in every industry, right? But we've had a lot of love. I mean, we've been on a lot of shows. When we were promoting Yule for our Kickstarter, we were on like almost 20 podcasts promoting that wow. thing. And, you know, they all had a great time. And um, we've 
reached out to people that have talked to us and, and helped us. And it's, it's so important, you know, uh, like you mentioned, ASAP comics, you know, we were chatting with them and, and they were networking with us and uh, you know, it's, it's just super important. That'd be my biggest tip is, you know, talk to anybody and everybody um, whether yes. they're new, whether they've been in the industry for a long time, uh, you know, don't be afraid to ask, you know, most of us are willing to help. So don't make enemies, make friends. Yeah. You know, that, that it is so key in the development, especially of a brand, you know, and that's what Live It is, is an amazing brand. So, you know, I can't wait to see, John, what else you got on deck. What about, Joe, for you? What are your, you know, you know, lessons in the journey that you could share with someone? Sure. Yeah, I would say first and foremost is you got to have a passion. It's got to be just cranking all the time, right? You got to be enthusiastic about this. I see a lot of people... They get discouraged after the first book and like, oh man, I'm going to hang it up. Like you're going to, you're going to run into a lot of rejection. That's normal. Mm -hmm. Like everybody that we've talked to says, don't be surprised if 85% of your stuff gets rejected or you get a bad review, all that stuff. You got to stay positive. You got to stay enthusiastic about it. And that carries over with um, your personality. When you're doing events like this, when I'm talking to people like yourself, you know, people see that stuff and they sense nonsense, right? Um, it's mm-hmm. going to be a grind. Okay. There's going to be people that want to do books as a hobby and that's great. That's okay. But understand, are you looking to do this as a hobby or do you want to do this something more, you know, um, I don't know, larger scale, right? And if you want to do a larger scale, you're going to be up till 2 a.m. every single night texting <laughs> each other back and forth. You know, you're going to be and doing get nothing done. <laughs> get nothing done. I mean, it's almost, I, I always use the analogy, it's like a table saw that's on inside the shop and you can't, even if you unplug the thing, it's still running. That thing is in your mind and it's just going. And if you got that, it's going to be more than a hobby for you and you're going to just have to do it and keep pushing it out. But it's going to be work, right? So you got to understand that it's not going to come easy. You know, they always say, I always say the strongest foundations are built upon the stones of adversity. So don't be surprised Mm. if you run into hiccups and hard times along the way, because that's normal. So keep going and going and going. Bro, you, you no one has ever laid that truth out like that. It's true. Unless you go through some stumbles, some, some blocks and all, you're not going to appreciate your journey. (laughs) You know, it's just part of it. Nobody has done anything worth a damn. It's got it easy. Exactly. Never. I mean, and it was never an overnight success either. A lot of people are like, oh, they made it. And I don't understand how. Why? Because if you dig into their story, they probably were on the grind 15, 20 years before they made it. Yeah. I mean, and those that make it overnight, it doesn't last. So don't be envious of that. You want those people that worked to get there. Those are the people that last, especially like what you guys are doing. You've been working, you know, a massive amount of months to reach a plateau and, you know, to you, it's still not enough. And I love that. The hunger of an entrepreneur. Love it. Yeah. It's what this is all about, man. This is what's going to make you eventually a number one component in the indie comic book universe. You guys got this, man. I'm more than positive that, you know, the way you, your mm-hmm. energy, your passion, and the fact that you're also about community, you're already blessed more than you know. Uh, I, I, I not foresee nothing but good things for you guys. Absolutely. Awesome. No. We appreciate it. No, no. I, oh, I, I, I appreciate you guys coming on and chit-chatting with me. Like I said, I'm not going to take too much of your time because I know you guys got to pump out work and, and, and promote the wonderful Livid brand. And one thing, I love the logo, dude. I love that with the vampire-looking teeth or wolf, yeah. whatever it is that you're going for there. I don't want to assume because wolf got the same type of teeth. <laughs> so what are we going for there? Vampires or wolves or, or is it up to the reader? Exactly. I think it's just supposed to look scary and fangs, right? Like it's uh I don't think 
you can take it how you want it, but that it gets the point across. We yes, when it does. When we came to an agreement, you know, we were messing around with a button. You should see the stuff we were messing around with with the logos. But um, you're talking to Al Mega. You know, look yeah. at my comic crusaders podcast and that. I mean, that went through several iterations. <laughs> I, love uh, that. I used to throw up script too back in the day, so I used to write and do all that stuff. So that's good. Right on. <laughs> Excellent. I I love it. Yeah. You guys are awesome, man. You guys have such a great energy. So once again, folks, check it out. Need you guys to visit and support this wonderful organization right here at lividcomics.com. Do you want to know where to follow them? Very simple. Go to link tree, all right? Look up Livid Comics or link tr double dot double e slash Livid Comics. You can follow them everywhere. But of course, check them out on YouTube and check out their amazing show, you know, where they have these awesome guests as well, man. Because not just that they're a publisher, but they're also podcasters and vidcasters kicking ass in the business. Now, do you also want to share your personal uh, socials? Do you share anything on, on your personals that you, and you want to share that? Uh, go ahead, yeah. John. I mean, uh, my uh, Twitter, I've kind of put on the back burner because I run the livid Twitter. I have like a hundred followers because I don't even post on <laughs> it anymore. But um, Facebook, um, sure. That's, I've, I've added a lot of friends in the industry on Facebook. So okay. if you just, Search John Durgan. I mean, if you go to Livid Comics too and find us there, I mean, it's it's Joel and I running it. So um, you there can you add me on Facebook. I'll accept you more than likely, um, unless you get a Giants logo. Um, but no, you haters, we're gonna kick your ass events when we play. I can't wait now. I want to. Look, you know, I, I feel like doing a live podcast with y'all when they're playing, so like you can look game. at the screen every five minutes and say, "Ooh, another touchdown!" There you go, guys. <laughs> I'm talking shit. I always do this, and I always wind up losing. Anyway, it's all right, bro. It's, what it is. it's my giants, bro. I'm a masochist. Apparently, I like to be tortured. Yeah, yeah. Hey, they could be good this year. I, they got Kenny Galladay. He's he's a good number one. I know. If he's I know we could be good because you guys just released Cam. So it's like I don't know what the hell you guys are thinking, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> no comment. All I say right. is he's got shaking his head and he got red. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm thinking Kraft <laughs> Mac and now he needs to find cheese, like Kraft Mac and cheese, right? Hey, <laughs> where's that queso, yo? I love mac and cheese too, yo. You're making me hungry, folks. This is what you're doing right now. All right, guys, yo, this has been a pleasure. John and Joe, uh, the double J here, yo, for real, of Living Comics. You guys are awesome, folks. Again, let me just repeat one more time livingcomics.com. Check them out. Visit the link tree, visit uh, Livid Comics, and then YouTube, look them up because they do an amazing show. Me, I'm not going to tell you what to do because it's all in the outro. But with that, once again, thank you, Joe. Thank you, John. Wepa! Hasta la próxima, man. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 